Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Community Call. Let's take a listen. Welcome, everyone, to the weekly Evmos Community Call. Um, can you guys um, react if you can hear me well? Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Um, yeah, today is. The start of uh, hopefully less eventful week. Um, we're gonna we have a lot of things in the agenda for today, um, and uh, yeah, tons of things, tons of things on the agenda. We're just waiting a couple more minutes for for more folks to show up. We are nearing a hundred listeners right now. So as as the call goes on, more and more folks will trickle in. We wouldn't want them to miss anything. Right now, just want to give a quick shout out to all the loyal followers in the audience who show up week after week to listen to us talk about all things Evmos. We've got Spacefy, Evmoswap, Orbital Apes, Evmos Domains, Earnmos, Staken, uh, Stakecito, Anode bunch of validators here dave who is a community mod love to see it uh wind power stake uh alcadita uh jo validatrium uh mcb Gianluca from simply how's it going of course, we've got Loredana, Cube Labs, Alexei from AM Solutions. Welcome, great to see you. Uh, shout out to Malte, Pupmos. Hey, I see you. No need to spam the emojis. We see you there. Very cool, folks. Yeah, it's very heartening to to see you folks join week after week after week. Oh, the Evmosians account is on here too. Hey there. Uh, Pablo, of course. I was almost not going to mention Pablo because you just know he's going to be on this call. You just know Pablo does not miss a single call. Anywho. I think, I think like these regulars are building quite an audience on their own by just joining the, the weekly community calls. Really excited to see that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are five minutes past the hour now. Fede, I think we can get started. Um, and I can get us kicked off with uh, the agenda for today. It's going to be a challenge getting through all of it, but I think we can do it. So first and foremost, uh, we are going to cover 
the governance roundup, everything that has happened uh, in governance over the past week or so, both on-chain and in discussions yeah. in the community. We're going to go through it. What's up, Fede? Yeah, I think more than a week, because last week we talked about the uh, issue with Nomad. So I think we have like two weeks to catch up. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, beyond that, we'll be talking very briefly about the decay period that has started. We'll be giving uh, updates on Nomad. We'll be uh, talking about one of the latest integrations that we uh, just retweeted today, Auto Farm. Uh, so if, if the Auto Farm team is in the audience, please raise your hand and we'll bring you up here to speak. Um, beyond this, We'll be talking about testnet rewards, which have been recent uh, interest in the community, uh, as well as the events that have happened over the past few weeks that unfortunately the Nomad exploit has sort of obscured, um, yeah. followed by uh, you know a recap of the recent upgrade uh, and uh, what's coming in future upgrades. And of course, a mention on the grants program. So yes, like I mentioned, quite a beefy agenda for today. Let's not waste any time and try to get through it as soon as possible. Fede, anything uh, you want to mention before before we kick off? No, let's get started. Cool. So one thing of note on the governance issue, something that's top of mind for everyone, the latest drama happening in the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, a recent Evmos fork just blew up. Um, so this is a network that is running software that has been forked from the Evmos repo. And that means that it has also inadvertently forked the Ethermint repo. As a reminder to everybody, Ethermint is uh, the EVM, includes the EVM module uh, as a Cosmos SDK module. So any chain can incorporate the EVM module into their source code and essentially run an EVM out of the box. And this has been developed by the Evmos team and was built by mostly by Fede in the early days, uh, in early 2021. Um, and so Evmos is the flagship network that runs the Ethermint module, um, but is by no means the only one. Many networks out there have forked both Ethermint and Evmos and have been, uh, you know, have, have been running in production with both. Um, Fede, do you want to talk us through, uh, you know, forks? Bring us up to speed with forks here because I'm sure it's all relevant to this this governance discussion. Of course. Um, so the. I mean, yeah, um, as you said, forks are just like using Evmos code base. Um, why, why did these, um, this particular chain like fork the entire Evmos code base and uh, didn't give any attribution? It's not that just like fork the entire thing, but they also changed the, <laughs> the, um, the, um, change everything and rename everything from Evmos to, uh, in this case, Echelon, and um, and just like attributed the the uh, code base as their own, which is um, is it 
in my opinion, not acting as in like good faith, and it's also very sketchy. Um, like the the thing about this, and and I uh, recently tweeted about this particularly, is uh, as the cosmos tech matures, um, we're gonna start seeing like more, um, as I, as I call them, like scam chains. Um, so chains that are using the cosmos SDK. Uh, launching their own token, uh, maybe spinning up some validators, reaching out to some like more uh, rep reputable validators out in, out in the space, um, and then using, for example, like Osmosis as the main source for XL liquidity. This means that they will create like uh, LP pools on Osmosis or other chains, and then. Uh, yeah, use that so that um, you can get incentives on top of like uh, of the liquidity pool, um, so that more people can can provide LP tokens to that, and then like they can swap their tokens uh, that they hold for Osmosis. Um, and it's very important to raise the awareness about this. I remember back in the day. Um, when I was like informally talking with Sonny from Osmosis, like uh, he said that Cosmos will be like popular, like mainstream popular once we have like more like rock pools and Ponsinomics. Um, Cause unfortunately that's what a lot of the, the media uh, covers as well. Like all these attacks, all these Ponzi schemes and all that. Um, and now we're starting to see as these tech matures, IVC matures, as Cosmos matures, we're starting to see uh, more forts um, trying to rock pool users. So we need to be very careful about this and raise the awareness of the community. Um, try to be as transparent as possible, having a, a reputable developer and engineering team behind it. Um, which you can interact with and talk to and and, and go to conf if you go to any of the Co Cosmos conference, you can talk to them in person and all that. Um, I think that's very important in this case. And um, yeah, that's pretty much everything I need. I wanted to say about forks. Um, Perfect. Yeah, and this is in stark contrast. I want to give a shout out to uh, the Kronos team because this is in stark contrast to the Kronos team because they actually, uh, you know, need to recognize that they actually contribute upstream to to places like Ethermint and and they push code. And so, uh, you know, there are great contributors out there who fork the project. What we're we're not saying here that forks all forks are bad, right? Um, what we are saying is that as you know as a user and especially as a validator you have to be weary when chains launch a fork because it's very low effort to fork a project and then just relaunch it as your own and that usually can signal a, a scam or whatnot but if you're a good, good contributor and you're giving back and you recognize you give recognition to uh, the original project itself um, I think that that sort of signals goodwill um, and decreases the likelihood of, of something being a scam here. Hope that made sense. Uh, so yeah, this has been hot, uh, yeah. hotly discussed in, in governance recently uh, and the community more generally. Um, 
as far as what to do about it. Um, as always, you can visit uh, our Discord, discord.gg slash evmos to see yeah. the discussion in action or Commonwealth, uh, which is where governance discussions occur, commonwealth.im slash evmos. Uh, and, and that's where you can follow up there. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to mention about this, like uh, the core team is evaluating like different um, alternatives to how to build defensibility for and, and continue the value creation for the entire like EVMOS community as more EVM chains um, use our software. Um, so we're evaluating different alternatives and we'll be discussing them with the community because um, ultimately we, what we want is more EVM chains uh, being created in the EVMOS, in the Cosmos ecosystem that use, for example, EVMOS as the main uh, infrastructure hub as a main EVM hub um, for their applications. And as Evanos matures, we want all these like EVM chains to cooperate with each other and to have like um, non-zero sum games. That means that everyone is creating value. Um, having more EVM chains is more positive rather than uh, for everyone, rather than competing against each other. We certainly wouldn't like that for the EVM ecosystem, and we encourage teams to create EVM chains as long as it's creating values for like positive value for the entire ecosystem, including mm -hmm. Evmos and others, mm -hmm. and, and these mean, other EVM chains. I mean, Evmos only really launched three months ago, and since then, there's been a proliferation of EVM chains in the Cosmos ecosystem. Not just that. But chains that weren't EVM chains in the past have become EVM chains, right? Um, and and so yeah, we we theorize that e the number of EVM chains in Cosmos will only go up, and it'll kind of create its own bubble, uh, its own ecosystem, right? You know, you're starting to see the emergence of the Cosmosm ecosystem, and then similarly, you will see the emergence of the Cosm EVM ecosystem uh, as well. And sort of being forward looking in that sense and, you know, building to offer uh, uh, users within that ecosystem the best experience possible. That's what we're shooting for here. And that's what we're thinking about when considering, you know, things like uh, relicensing and whatnot. Anyway, so that was a deep dive into one governance topic, but we have a few more to consider. Uh, recently on chain, uh, we've had a, a number of spam proposals uh, hit osmosis, I think, and uh, ahead of something like that happening to Evmos, the community has decided to uh, up the deposit time and amount. So very quick change, very non-controversial, um, but this was a preemptive uh, precaution against future spam proposals. And these weren't just spam proposals, but scam proposals that were posted uh, with malicious links. So don't click on any links uh, in proposals unless you know for certain who they came from. All right. So uh, that is a second point here. And then the third point under governance uh, that I've got is that obviously we're going to talk about the Nomad exploit and the fallout. We talked, we dedicated a whole community call last week to this. 
Uh, we'll give any updates we have in, in, in a little bit. But in a post uh, nomad exploit world, uh, Evmo snaps are hurting for liquidity. And that's where uh, you know other bridge providers can come in and stabilize the situation with uh, liquidity, uh, you know, based on their own representation of stable coins like USDT, uh, USDC, etc. Um, and so, uh, in essence, that's what's happening. We've already seen. Uh, dApps and bridges come in, and there is discussion on the Gravity uh, Commonwealth, for example, for incentivizing liquidity pools on diffusion. Um, and this is only one of, of a few examples that I know of that are happening right now. Uh, if you are a dApp that is eager for liquidity, please feel free to engage us. Please feel free to engage bridge providers. Uh, there are many other bridges besides Nomad deployed on Evmos at the moment. Um, and uh, you're welcome, you know, obviously you should uh, pave a path forward for yourselves and your users um, in a way that best serves them, right? So feel free to reach out to us, let us know what you're looking for, what you need, and we'll be happy to uh, provide suggestions and whatnot. Um, so, you know, yeah. I guess relative, relevant to the governance discussion here is that, uh, you know, this example that I brought up uh, in the Gravity Commonwealth is an example of a bridge uh, pushing incentives for an Evmo step. And I imagine this will only start to occur more and more as the weeks go by. Fede, did you have anything to add there? You're muted, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think now... What we're going to start seeing is more bridges interacting and talking directly with applications. I could see like multiple bridges uh, talking to all these applications and then um, getting all these incentives on top and maybe having like a stable swap project like Kinesis or Saddle or even Diffusion to to optimize for um, for the fungibility of these assets or like for example you could you could trade between them etc um and this is gonna like what i want to encourage now um from like the different bridge providers um we are changing our strategy to be more neutral towards bridges um based on the recent uh, events like last week um so also really um really looking forward to work with uh more bridge providers and getting more liquidity in to Evmos, etc. Yes, sir. Uh okay. Well, moving on from governance, next up on my agenda, I have it here noted to mention that the rec drop has uh started decaying. So if you still have claims out there, now is your time. There will not be another decay extension proposal. I think we've extended as a community, uh, extended the airdrop decay twice. Um, but I think I'm at least a little relieved to know that the rec drop will finally be coming to an end uh, and that the community can finally move on. Uh, who's to say maybe there will be more distribution events in the future? I know there's been talk of a rec drop 2.0 to, to help with some of the hurt from uh, the Nomad fallout. 
but uh, you know, all of this is is just rumors at the moment. Um, claim your erect drop. It's decaying by the second. Um, I think the total decay time is about uh, two months, if I remember correctly. Uh, the lay the the correct information will should be on the dashboard, or if you can query the chain, please do that. And uh, yeah. Um, all right. So that's all I wanted to say about the the rec drop decay. I'm sort of relieved that we'll be closing the chapter on on that rec drop. Um, and on next on my agenda, I have it here to discuss some updates uh, on Nomad, uh, which we don't have much really. Everything that has been uh, said about Nomad has been said, you know, via their public announcements. They have recently disclosed the root cause analysis of uh, the bug that led to the exploit, right? You can go and read it straight from the horse's mouth. That's on Nomad's uh, Twitter page. Uh, I think we've also retweeted it from the main account. So you can go and read that as well. Um, as far as, you know, what the Nomad team's plans are, it seems like they're moving towards recovering uh, a lot of the funds. And so, you know, they've managed to recover, last I checked, 35 million out of the 190 million, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm just going off the cuff here, folks. So sorry if I make a mistake. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're making good progress there. Uh, in the meantime, really, this is an Evmos community call, and we want to make sure we keep it relevant to our audiences. Um, how does this affect you? Uh, we've tried to mention in the past, well, first of all, how does it not affect Evmos? Evmos itself was not compromised. The exploit was isolated to Nomad itself and not the Nomad bridge mechanism, but the smart contracts, um, specifically on the Ethereum side, I believe. Uh, were, were what was exploited, which is unfortunate. Um, now, what this means for Evmos users is that Evmos users are not affected um, by, you know, if they held Evmos tokens, the Evmos tokens themselves are not have not been affected by the exploit. However, if you held any uh, Nomad uh, representation of any asset, so any Nomad bridged asset like Nomad USDC, Nomad USDT, et cetera, um, Nomad Ethereum, uh, all of these assets uh, have been affected by the exploit, right? Um, and so, you know, the best hope for remediation there so far is to hope that Nomad manages to recover uh, all of the stolen funds, which they're working with, you know, the authorities uh, on. Uh, beyond this, there hasn't been any sort of like solid proposal from the Evmos community as to how to or whether, you know, it's even within the Evmos community's prerogative to, to remediate this situation. Right. Um, so that's the latest update on Nomad on our end. Really, it's it's at most just us pointing you to the latest readings and sort of get uh, doing the education work to help you folks understand uh, exactly how you may be affected if you are at all by the Nomad exploit. Um, highly recommend you also read more, read up 
more on how bridges work uh, and to always take special care when dealing with uh, post-exploit nomad assets at the moment, right? So that's all I'll say on this point. Now, uh, I guess uh, our special guests have been waiting uh, up here on stage for us long enough. I have here Augustine from the Auto Farm team. Uh, and I'm not sure if you saw a couple of weeks back, Auto Farm announced that uh, they had integrated with Evmos. Augustine, do you want to say a word about uh, yourself and uh, what Auto Farm does? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm from the Auto Farm team. I'm currently a community manager from them, uh, but I also help in in another things with the protocol and not just community management. Uh, and yeah, as you mentioned, uh, we deployed on Epmos chain uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we were pretty excited about it. Too bad, uh, as you were telling, uh, the Nomad hack happened. So it has been a little unfortunate, but still we are wanting to keep building and contributing to the Evmos chain. Uh, we launched a few farms, a few bolts uh, on the diffusion AMM. Um, but yeah, sadly these are deprecated at the moment, but we will coming back. So yeah, for the ones that don't know what AutoFarm does, we are a yield aggregator that we have been uh, present almost for almost for two years now. And we started on BNB chain, but we were always looking to expand into another chains. In particular, we were always looking for uh, EVM compatible chains that have uh, cheap transaction fees that, that is the, or usually our target. And we mainly have a couple of products. We have a vault system for the AMMs that have farms. We can compound the yield that this farm provide. And we are one of the lowest fees yield optimizers out there. We also have uh, a DEX aggregator that is present in a few chains, but we are currently looking to expand it into more that this uh, DEX aggregator doesn't have any extra fees uh, to do swaps. Uh, it's mostly a service to our users and also a tool for us to provide some some service like sapin or sap out from some bots. Uh, and we are currently building a new product that is called AutoFan. It's still on the on the work, but we hope to have more news regarding uh, what AutoFan is going to be. So I wanted to talk also as well a little about what our our vision of the um, of the protocol and where we wanted to head. And uh, we released our latest roadmap a few weeks ago. Uh, I invite you all to read it. But basically, we know that still for a lot of people, uh, crypto is pretty new. And in crypto in particular, decentralized finance are still kind of hard for some people. Uh, it's a big jump going from a sex from to a DEX. So, we are trying to do that transition a little bit easier for the end user. 
uh, we are all we have been working in our user interface uh, improving a few of the steps you can do uh, to deposit into different chains since we are present in more than 18 chains and uh, this can be a challenge for a lot of people that want to maybe see a, a nice yielding vault in the EVMOS chain for example but they have funds in BNB sometimes the transition using bridges is hard well we have looked there are also risks using bridges like the nomad bridge so we are trying to work in improving this experience and doing it a little bit easier um, for people that have uh, for example multi deposits in multiple chains we are working on a dashboard that can you can see all your deposits from the different chains uh, or for example if you have funds in bnb chain and want to deposit in a vault that is on EVMOS chain you can do it easily with one click that is something we are currently developing and we are expecting to be deploying as soon as possible um, and yeah like i said we are maybe in an unfortunate time to land on EVMOS we are still very excited to do more things and uh, we are currently watching the situation also following the development from the recovery of funds but if you know uh, a DEX or an AMA that has liquidity and wants us to help them uh, bootstrap some of that liquidity utilizing our vault system and we are open just let us know in our telegram or twitter what evm what evmos protocols would you like to see in auto farm and we will do our best to integrate them into our vault system totally totally and yeah um fede has attached your your tweet to this uh this community call here and if you're on your phone you can see it um i already see two two amms in the audience here as well uh augustine so um yeah if you want to reach out to them or folks if, if you're up here and you want to reach out to augustine uh to get yourselves integrated uh with the product uh don't hesitate yeah yeah let me know uh you can also write directly to out the farm twitter or if you hit us up in our telegram channel our business developer, uh, Luke, will handle as well. But yeah, we are very interested into integrating more more protocols into our ecosystem. Totally. Well, thank you, uh, Augustine. Um, stick around because folks may have questions for you near the end. Um, but I really appreciate you coming up here and, and talking about what AutoFarm does. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, I'll be here. For sure. Yeah, for those of you who uh, don't know, we have Q&A sections at the end of these calls uh, where we talk uh, to audience members and try to answer their questions live on stage. If you are a community member who is shy and doesn't want to come up on stage for whatever reason, you can post your question in the Discord. Again, that's discord.gg slash evmos. Um, uh, and uh, essentially, we will read out your question and answer it as well live. Um, okay, we have one last guest up here uh, joining us uh, to talk about Redstone Oracles. Uh, Matt, do you wanna go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and what you guys do? Sure, sure, sure. 
Thank you very much for the floor. So hello, everybody. My name is Matt, and I am responsible for growth and business development at Redstone Oracles. So what we do at Redstone is, as the name suggests, we do oracles. And I am also delighted to say that we have just finished um, the integration with Evmos. So you can now use our oracles, our, our data in your dApps and in your smart contracts as well. So if you need data or if you need randomness, um, we could be the good place to go. And what we basically do differently from other um, Oracle providers is that we do not store the data directly on chain, but we still do store it in a decentralized manner. So what we have built is something that we would like to call um, a decentralized cache layer. And basically you can think about it as a random access memory in your computer, something like that. So something that stores the data for just short period of time. But what it does, it basically makes the data available to your DApp at all times at very, very low um, latency. But at the same time, we do not have to incur the, um, the gas costs that would come with storing the data directly on chain. And the consequences of that is that we are able to cover a super broad range of assets coming from cryptos, NFTs, commodities, foreign exchange, and whatnot. We are also super flexible in building custom solutions for you. So if you have any use case that you would like to be covered, then reach out to us, and we are most likely going to be able to provide the data for it. We, we would like to call ourselves um, a, a DApp first oracle. So basically, if you need something custom, if you need something to be delivered quickly and efficiently, then feel free to reach us out. So you can do it via our Discord. You can do it by reaching out directly to me on Twitter, on Discord, on Telegram, whatever you like. And I would be happy to connect you with the team and start start the integration process with us. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Matt. And uh, what other uh, networks are you guys deployed on? Are you EVM specific and whatnot? An EVM compatible sort of oracle but we have already expanded towards it because we are also live on Stacks, for example, which is um, smart contracts on, on Bitcoin. So we are pretty much cross-chain by, by design, but our main focus is EVM compatible chains at the moment. Noted, okay. Well, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for taking the time to, to come on here today and uh, feel free to stick around for the end in case anyone has any questions for you. Thank you, sure. Very cool. All right, folks. Well, uh, yeah, shout out to our two guests and we'll circle back near the end uh, to see if anyone has questions, as mentioned. Uh, now, moving on to the next topic on the agenda here, we have uh, Tasknet Rewards, which has been a topic of interest in the community lately. Uh, and as it's been, uh, as it's seen renewed interest in the community, um, and, and to give you some context for what this is real quick before I dive into it, the incentivized testnet uh, for Evmos uh, took place uh, prior to Evmos's launch. So this, it ended in uh, January and obviously the incentives for uh, the testnet, uh, you know, could not be uh, distributed until the network was live, which, Network Go Live did not happen until uh, just about three months ago, right? And in those three months, 
Evmos core team has been working on a ton of other priorities uh, for the network. So, you know, things like security vulnerabilities, Kepler wallet support, st network stability, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, I guess it's been deemed as an appropriate time right now to push on the incentivized testnet rewards so that those early participants uh, can, uh, can be rewarded. Right. Uh, and so the status of, of that sort of thing right now is that work is just getting kicked off. The Evmost core team itself doesn't have the capacity to handle the additional work required to process all of that data, uh, all that on-chain data, all of the off-chain data has already been processed, but the on-chain components uh, have not. And this is for those of you who participated, but maybe don't remember, this was called the Olympus Mons testnet. Right from back in the day, this is with where the Mars Meteors missions uh, events took place. Right, uh, and so you know we've engaged external parties uh, to to help us with this, and these will be announced once things are are squared away. Uh, but you know these parties will be then taking over the work and announcing their own deadlines and such. I know somebody is asking in the Q&A section, they're asking about these sorts of things. And so I hope I'm answering your question. Um, the external parties will be driving their own uh, milestones and deadlines, and hopefully those will be announced soon um, once everything is signed. So there you go. That's an update for you folks, for those waiting on those juicy, juicy testnet rewards. Cool. If there are any remaining questions on this, uh, you can, again, always ask in the Q&A section. Now, um, moving on to the next topic, uh, I just want to recap uh, some of the events. I want to talk about events real quick because there are a ton of events that are happening uh, and have already happened. Uh, Right. So in the past, in the past couple weeks, let's say past three or four weeks, um, we've had, sorry, why did I say three or four? Two or three is what I meant. Uh, we've had the Nebular Summit happen, which is uh, an event at ECC in Paris, uh, as well as Hack Adam in Korea, Seoul. These two events have taken place and they're special, not just because they're, you know, as most sponsored events, but because there are events sponsored by the Evmos community, the Evmos core team did not push for these sponsorships, even though we showed up at the behest of the community, uh, you know, because the community summoned us there as speakers and, and as workshop providers to help uh, grow the Evmos community. These events are sponsored 100% through the community pool. All right. Uh, all expenses are paid for through the community pool, um, as well as you know speaker slots and that sort of thing. Uh, and this is unique, not just uh, not just for for you know Cosmos chains in general, but L1s in general. I don't think there are that many chains out there that have sponsored as many events as Evmos has sponsored in the past you know few months alone. And so let me tell you, so these past two events have already taken place. Currently, the event running right now is uh, the Huobi Web3 Scholarship uh, 
event called uh, Avmos Momentum Hackathon. And the Avmos Momentum Hackathon is a month-long hackathon taking place between July and August. Uh, and anyone can participate. Uh, and the prize pool for that is $500,000. Uh, so massive prize pool, all geared specifically for Avmos builders. Right. In addition to that, we have several more events coming up. Uh, we've got uh, two Dystopia Labs events, Hack Summit SF, which is a two-day summit uh, right before Stanford Blockchain Conference. And we've got DeFi Bogota, which is a one-day summit right before DEFCON. Right? We've also got uh, a Commonwealth discussion out for Covalence uh, 1 million wallets hackathon. Uh, which will have registration going live on the 22nd of September, right? And not announced yet, uh, but possibly uh, a sponsorship for Cosmoverse, which is one of the biggest annual conferences focused on the Cosmos ecosystem, right? Uh, what you'll notice here is that there's a good mix of both Cosmos most specific and Ethereum focused uh, events being sponsored by Evmos because Evmos is again one of the few networks that operates across multiple ecosystems. Uh, and all the events that I've mentioned are again sponsored by the Evmos community pool. Right. Um, Evmos in spirit and in you know reality and implementation is in all senses of the word of the term, uh, a community-driven chain. And I'm happy to see the community be so bullish on uh, both in-person and remote events and understands the importance of these events towards growing the Evmos community, both the users and also awareness in builder ecosystems, um, because this is how you do decentralized uh, growth hacking, basically. So shout out to the Evmos community and to the community pool for their contributions. Um, we'll have reports out on from the sponsors, from the organ, sorry, or the from the organizers of each of the events. So Nebular Summit and Hack Adam. Uh, we're planning on having every event that Evmos sponsors uh, put out some sort of memo or some sort of like brief retrospective on you know, what the event brought to the Evmos ecosystem, just so that the community pool contributors know that it's funding well spent. And that's all I'll say on events. Uh, next up on our agenda, on our very beefy agenda for today, we have uh, upgrades, all things upgrades. And Evmos, both mainnet and testnet, went through a recent upgrade v7, patching a security vulnerability. Fede, do you want to walk us through how this went down? Yeah, so um, last week, besides um, everything that happened with Noman, um, we also had a security vulnerability disclosed by the Kronos team. Um, and um, the security vulnerability was like a potential denial of service attack to smart contracts. They use the self-destruct opcode. So basically you could have um destroy the code um 
although it was and and you can read all the details about this but uh, no no smart contract or users uh, were affected by this and we were able to successfully patch the um the vulnerability um so so yeah the vulnerability was fixed and we also introduced like a minor fix for gas um as part of this upgrade and yeah so that was pretty much last week's um upgrade and if you go to the ethermint uh repo and you go to security you can see the the report yeah that i'm i'm not sure if we we should cover anything else um if you want to know more details you should uh check the github totally thanks for that uh, fade do you want to talk about maybe what's coming in future updates i know internally we've been talking about uh versions eight and nine uh, again as a reminder we're on version seven right now post the security patch and let me tell you guys it was the process for upgrading is really smooth i'm uh, i'm starting to think that uh the validator set has it down uh they're absolute pros so shout out to to our validator set um but what's coming in versions eight and nine what can the community expect yeah so the main thing that it's uh coming next is the some stability fixes for the json rpc we've been uh doing a very strong push for stability of the json rpc um so that we can have more applications reliable reliably deploy on evmos um so that's one thing trying to push for more stability and then the other one is the fee split mechanism for which every time the user made a transaction to the to a smart contract in particular, you would be sharing the transaction fees um, with the you you would the, the transaction fees will be splitting between like developers and the developers. And this is also outlined in our token model. Um, on which we're completely changing how the economic alignment is made on these like layer ones. Um, so yeah, the the main thing that we're trying to accomplish here is get more developers deploying their applications on Evmos and having them from day one earn um, liquid Evmos tokens um, as revenue for uh, in in the form of these transaction fees. And um, yeah, yeah I th and, and I think this will complete most of the token model. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and shout out to Loredana from the Laurel Project for completing most of this work. Um, this was done very early on, and we've pushed. It was it was meant to be included, I think, in version six and then version seven. So finally, we're very happy to report that it will be included in version eight, which should be coming shortly. What's coming after that, Fede? Yeah, and um, after that, we're probably going to do another uh, follow-up upgrade uh, to the latest Cosmos SDK version. And this will be including the changes from the version 0 0.46. It has a lot of breaking changes. And uh, that, together with uh, some changes on IVC uh, theme, in IVC transfer fees. So for example, you as a user will be able to define fees for the relayers 
um that's all part of like our incentivization strategy to have more users transfer directly assets to Evmos um and use all these Evmos applications and then following up uh to that um we've been and I uh did recently a poll where I asked the community how they felt um regarding like different different priorities that we should make and the main thing that was mentioned there was uh IVC and EVM interoperability and we'll be doing like a uh, specification for that uh, together with an implementation of liquid staking. So those are the main things that we're going to be prioritizing right after that. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, liquid staking, interchain, composability all coming, and plus, you know, incentive alignment all coming to Evmos very soon. Uh, Fede, also feel free to to link that poll that you did as a as a tweet on this community call so people can see it, uh, share it, you know, retweet it, etc. Um, okay, so that's it for upgrades. Um, last but not least, we want to mention the grants program. As always, just a quick mention: if you folks navigate over to evmos.blog you will see a pinned post. That pinned post talks about the grants program, what you can expect, um, and how, if you are a builder, how you can get funding to build your uh, DAP or tool or infrastructure uh, completely for free. This is, this is a non-dilutive grant. So, you know, the team or the foundation or anybody, no, nobody's taking any equity or any tokens in your project. This is a free grant to build out your project as you see fit. Uh, feel free to apply. Process should be su super easy. It's just a Google form to fill out, uh, evmos.blog, and it should be the pinned post there. All right, thank you very much. Now, in the last eight minutes that we have, we can move into the Q&A section. And up on stage here, we've got uh, at least one speaker, followed by a bunch of questions in the Discord. If you're too shy to come up here, you just like these other folks, you can ask your question in the Discord. Um, once again, discord.gg slash Evmos. Uh, and you can navigate over to the community Q&A channel and ask your question there. It'll be read out and answered live here on stage. But for now, we've got uh, uh, Pushpa Bane. Uh, do you have a question for us? You're muted, by the way, if you're if you're trying to talk. And he, they have left the stage. So I guess the answer is no. Uh, in the meantime, Fede has shared the poll. Uh, what would you like to see next on Evmos? Uh, feel free to check that poll out. In the meantime, I'll be reading out some questions from the Discord. Um, so what do we have here? Someone wants to know if there are any updates um, on ledger integration. Uh, this is Alien901. Alien901, this is a great question. Uh, they are asking about ledger integration. So uh, currently, um, ledger is not integrated with Kepler, right? 
Ledger is also not integrated with the CLI, right? Both of these points are major blockers for those who are security conscious, right? Fortunately, there's still a way to use Ledger with Evmos, and that is through MetaMask. If you have a Ledger, you can use uh, your Ledger no problem with the Ethereum app on MetaMask. However, if you would like to use your Ledger with the Kepler extension, you cannot today. This is going to be fixed very soon. We have an engineer working on it. Um, and they're picking up this work right after the ledger work is done. We only recently got approval from the Kepler team to take on this work. All right. Um, so it, it'll be moving subject to Kepler approval again. Uh, circle back with us in a couple of weeks on this. We should have another update for you on it. Next up, uh, Marauder2 asks, I just claimed my airdrop will be, will there be another proposal to vote soon? So of course, for the rec drop, one of the actions you need to take is to vote on a proposal. Uh, and there is no proposal right now that is live for you to vote on. However, knowing how active the Evmos community is and how much they love both making and voting on proposals, there should be a proposal up for you in the next uh, few days to a week's time. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, what do you think? How will the Ethereum merge affect the Evmos TVL? This is a question from Goldbeck. Goldbeck, I have no idea. Uh, I can't see into the future and generally have been bad with uh, predicting anything related to the merge if it ever happens, which let's hope it will. Um, but yes, the Ethereum merge formerly called Ethereum 2.0 is a huge event in the Ethereum mainnet roadmap that we're all looking forward to and awaiting with uh, uh, eager hearts. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. Uh, so SiriCat, SiriCat had a question on the testnet rewards and whether there will be deadlines and milestones and such announced. That is all in the hands of the third parties. Uh, and yes, uh, they will have their own timelines announced uh, once things are squared away and finalized uh, between us and them. So look forward to that fairly soon. Um, let's see. So Hanks asks, can we have Axelar stables to Evmos via IMEC? And what do you think of Noland? Will it help Evmos? Um, so uh, Axelar stables are a good idea. Keep in mind, though, that most upgradable bridges are subject to the same uh, vulnerability that Nomad uh, was was subject to. So this wasn't a vulnerability that was inherent to the bridging mechanism that Nomad used, um, but it was related to the way in which uh, the bridge contracts were upgraded. So any upgrade uh, is subject to that same uh, vulnerability. So keep that in mind and do your own research when using any bridged assets, all right? Um, I don't know how to answer the Noland question. Uh, I'm not familiar with the project myself, uh, so wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it. 
there are a bunch of other questions here. So that was a question from Hanks. Question from Neko Raman asks, are there any DEXs with enough liquidity to swap Evmos? Um, as far as I know, I think the one that users use the most today is are the uh, Osmosis Evmos pools on Osmosis. Uh, Osmo Evmos pools on Osmosis. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the native DEXs on Evmos used Nomad represent uh, representations of, of stables. So that might have been hit a bit rough. Uh, but you can check out Diffusion. There's a ton of AMMs in the audience here. You can uh, check out their platforms as well. And folks, if, if, you, if you guys know a best way, please feel free to tweet it out. And we'll, we'll share it. Now, since answering a lot of questions on the Discord, um, uh, oh, actually, one last question from... Uh, Mr. Sir of the Orbital Apes team, when will Osmo and Adam be added to the RecDrop assets table? Orbit market will accept both soon. So there's some alpha there for you. Uh, if you want to spend Osmo and Adam at the Orbit market, you can do so. Um, you can already convert Osmo and Adam into ERC20s. However, we have not enabled these on the uh, Evmos dashboard. Reason being is that you know the team is running into some cores issues. So basically, we've tied uh, the conversion component to IBC transfers, and for IBC transfers to work, uh, we essentially need to have working nodes on the counterparty chains. We need to be able to reference working nodes on uh, the Osmosis network, and working again. These are RPC nodes. RPC nodes on the uh, Cosmos Hub network. However, we've been running into some cores issues, which uh, totally blows. Uh, so if you are an RPC provider out there and can, can't guarantee uh, that we will not be running into cores issues using your nodes, and you provide RPC nodes for Osmosis and or Cosmos Hub, let us know and we will redirect our dashboard traffic your way. Um, so that's it for the Discord questions. And we've hit time, but I do want to tackle uh, Snow Scout's uh, uh, question here. They've, they've got their hand raised on the Discord. So Snow Scout, uh, we're, we're, we're at the end of our rope here with, with time, but I'm happy to answer one last question. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, my question would be also about integration and it is related to a Kepler mobile wallet. So uh, can you perhaps give a um, status um, about um, that? And if a full uh, FMOS integration is, is not possible right now, then uh, at least it would be great if, the, if, for example, you use the Osmosis DEX um, on Kepler Mobile and move to the asset page, then at the moment uh, with other um, tokens you can easily uh, deposit and withdraw. And at the moment on the mobile wallet, there's still, let's say, a link which then leads to app.fmos.org and you cannot use it within the mm -hmm. Kepler mobile wallet. So if this would be mm -hmm. changed, that would be great 
uh, benefit. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So there's we're we're operating on multiple levels here. There are changes that could be made on the osmosis side and would not require any input from our end. That could be fine. And that's something that we would have to talk to the osmosis team about. However, I think the thing that would sort of more address your issue more directly is getting Evmos support into the Kepler mobile app. And this is an issue that we've been having with not just uh, uh, Kepler, but any Wallet Connect supported wallet, even on the Ethereum side, for example, uh, Wallet Connect for Coinbase wallet, well, Coinbase wallet on mobile doesn't support Evmos out of the box. Um, on desktop, what you can do is you can suggest chain for Coinbase wallet. And what this does is it'll basically add Evmos as one of the possible networks uh, available on Coinbase. However, on mobile, this is not the case. This is not possible. You cannot suggest a network on mobile. So even though you support a wallet on desktop, it may not be supported on mobile. And I can see your frustration there. Uh, unfortunately, there's not much we can do uh, on our end. Uh, for Kepler specifically, this is a conversation I've had with the Kepler team. And honestly, I love the Kepler team. They're great, um, but they have so many requests from so many other networks as well to support their interests. Uh, and we've been lucky enough uh, that they've integrated Evmos. Uh, however, uh, and I think this is forthcoming, uh, you know, what I suggest is that the community uh, get together and I, you know, I can have input into this as well and put together uh, a nice proposal for the Kepler team uh, in order to, to support their work in supporting Evmos, right? Yep. Um, they've, been, they've basically been, been doing all of the Evmos integration work uh, for free. We've also been contributing engineering cycles. You can see, uh, you can see all of the PRs are available you know, in their open source Kepler wallet repo. Um, however, uh, you know, there's, there's a limit to how much we can push a third party team uh, to, do, to do work for us. And so this is where the community could come in and help out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I but think, I, I, th I think there's still, I don't know if it's uh, a bug or so. For example, if you use uh, the osmosis decks on the Kepler wallet and uh, yeah, uh, do swaps with other um, uh, tokens, uh, for example, Kava or so, you can then easily see it within the Kepler mobile wallet, but FMOS tokens are not visible. I've uh, wrote about that um, two or th three months ago uh, on uh, Reddit, uh, but it was uh, not picked up. And uh, so mm. this is also something that needs to be looked mm. at. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you maybe tweet that out and tag us or DM yep. us? Or if you're a Discord user, share that with us with the mods somehow and we'll take a look because. That's something that we can directly share with yep. uh, with the Kepler team. So if there's something that is already supported that is a bug, that is obviously going to be much higher priority than than supporting a whole new feature. So we can definitely flag that for them. Yeah. All right, Snow Scout. Great questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Big shout out. Big thanks to uh, Augustine and Matt 
who came up here to speak earlier. Um, huge thanks to our audience who tunes in week after week after week to listen to Fede, myself, Akash, Liam, and other speakers uh, on the Evmos team uh, talk about uh, the latest news and happenings. Uh, and I look forward to uh, next week's community call. It's another one in the books, folks. It was a great one. It was a beefy one. And uh, I'm glad you all stuck with it. Thank you all. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos Community Call, recorded on Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual they artists, say they're making they even say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music